to enter the world of Michael Zavala. Okay, yes. Now's your chance to turn back. Hello. You're listening to MZ Michael Zavala. This is MZ Now. MZ. So we're joining the ranks of other shows, our peers, uh, Tonight Show, Conan O'Brien, all these people, The View, and so we don't empty. have a live uh, audience. So empty. <laughs> We've sent everyone home. So we're uh, doing a show in front of nobody, really. Actually, half our staff isn't even here. Yeah, we didn't even get the unpaid interns in <laughs> right. today. Did you say you have a staph infection? Oh, we God. do. <laughs> and we sent uh, all non-essential people home. So Erica's home. <laughs> Roscoe's home. Uh, Mark's home. I saw Jaime again the other day. He was looking like a crackhead. He was skinny as hell. Did he really lose a bunch of weight? It looked like it, man. He said it was the diabetes eating him up. No, I think he's probably got some sort of deadly... He's probably got corona. Um, probably. All no, right. he's dating someone. That's what it is. And they have corona. Right. They look like they have corona. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. All right, uh, a couple of people I have to introduce. So I'm going to start with Joe Shaw. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing fantastic. And I want to say for a coronavirus, I'm not too worried. Uh, I want to point out that the NHL was canceled and six hours later, Canada found a breakthrough for a cure. Yes, I saw that too. So, <laughs> take <Yeah>. away hockey. <laughs> you get results. Oh, you guys needed our help, eh? We'll figure it out right away. That's my Canadian accent. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, thank you. I've never been there, but uh, I've seen it on TV. Uh, and Joe is a podcaster. We're going to get into his, uh, his new show. That's, uh, season two is coming out yes. in May. Yes, correct. And uh, you got a live event you're doing, so we're going to talk about all that. Right. And Sabrina Lynn is here. Sabrina, if you remember, was on the show. How long ago was it, Sabrina? Well, I'm going to say about... Two years ago? Probably close to three. Three? Really? Already? Okay, so Sabrina was on the show, and the reason why she's so memorable was because she brought in uh, her boyfriend at the time, you know, whoever that was at the time. <laughs> she brings him in, and... Uh, he didn't have a mic on. He's just sitting at the table. And she's talking about how she's about to move to Colorado. And uh, I said, well, what does your boyfriend think about this? And it seemed like a really nice guy and everything. You can tell he's dying slowly on the inside. <laughs> and uh, she's like, well, uh, you know, we've talked about it. He's supportive. And we're breaking up next week uh, before I move. I'm like, you're breaking. Wait a minute. You're breaking up. And I look at the guy and you can tell like he's trying to be supportive. But there's a little bit of a tear in his eye and stuff. Like he's not he's not 100% on board. But she's like, no, she's, he's totally cool with it. And so I just thought that was so amazing that you guys had like an expiration date <laughs> on your relationship so you can move to Colorado right. and then you're like, but we're still going to remain good friends. We've talked about this. We work better as friends anyway, this whole thing. And you know, that guy is so, is he still alive by the way? He is. Okay. And uh, we are friends. So oh, you're still friends. Uh, I yeah. like that. That, that was yeah. the first question. Is he still alive <laughs> yeah. by the way? Because uh, he's thriving. He is thriving right now. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Or is he just telling you that? No. Because imagine being this guy, right? So this guy says... Uh, you know, he probably is showing pictures of, of her to all his friends because you know how every guy at some point says they're dating a model right. and it's just like their girlfriend or whatever at the time had somebody with a camera and they took a nice photo and that was it. But that's the photo they use and everyone says, oh, I'm dating a model. But he was actually dating a model. She has a whole thing going, a whole career, very, you know, very attractive. He's like top of the world. He, he won, uh, you know, the grand prize. And he's super proud of it. And then she's like, well, I'm going to move to Colorado. He's like, all right, well, I can make this relationship work. I'm willing to do a long distance relationship. Just, oh, no, no, I don't think that's going to work out. Um, but we can still be friends. You're still my bestie. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I did feel bad. but uh, Did you really feel bad? You didn't really feel that bad. I, I didn't enough to stay with him. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's great. Yeah. I, um, for him, he wanted to stay here in Texas. And my goal was to get away and back to Colorado. So he kind of knew that from the start. So when I broke it to him, 
it was a it was pretty devastating. But I gave him gifts, and I. <laughs> I so wait a minute. He could have stayed with you had he moved with you. I don't know. I think uh, I think we would have eventually broke apart. It it wasn't the connection that we would have eventually wanted uh, to grow old with. Okay. For the best. All right. I want to know more about these gifts. Yeah. yeah. What kind of gifts did you like give? A gift basket. Was it like a few? I've never time? had a girl break up with <laughs> me you, and give me a bunch of gifts yeah, to soften the blow. Did nope. you present it like a uh, prices showcase showdown? It was, like, <laughs> here's a trip. Here's yeah. a car. It was close. So like it was a uh, gun holder um, horse uh, mm. to put on the side of him. Um, I don't remember everything. It was a few. Uh, Fun little gifts that you would find. Well, what a nice thing to do. Like, no girl's ever done that with me. Of course not. I don't know that I've ever been. I'm trying to think if I've ever been broken up outside of high school. I don't think so. I don't know, but if you're interested in the expiration date thing, just make them sign contracts. I like the idea. And at the end of the contract, decide if you want to. I've told told girls, listen, you got six months. That's it. After that, we're done. Yeah, I need someone new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like hiring a temp worker. All right, we'll yeah. do a six-month contract, and then we'll see if we want to renew it. Exactly, yeah. Or it's like a loot crate. You get a surprise <laughs> mystery crate every month. Oh, no. When Set you get the crate, crate, it's time for you to go. I'll All right. the house. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, what's also crazy about Sabrina is, so she moves to Colorado. We keep in touch. I talk to her every few months or whatever, right? And uh, I saw on social media this girl that looks exactly like Sabrina Back in Dallas, I'm like, does she move back into Dallas? So I started following a different name. I'm like, maybe she's doing a different uh, character. Maybe this is part of her modeling thing. Found out it's not Sabrina. It's not. It's your twin sister. I have a twin. Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought it was the guy catfishing. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That could have been it too. Yeah, and it's really spider. Right. Oh, That's great. No, That's you have a twin sister, which I, I don't do, remember you uh, even bringing that up last time you I were don't here. think I did. I yeah. do have a twin sister. I love her to death. You guys are I'm, close? We're pretty close, yeah. yeah. We, do, we definitely um, are pretty opposite of each other but uh, I think that's what keeps kind of the bond going and strong because it's I mean it's sibling rivalry like at its best but being a twin I don't want to be a twin but I love my sister so it's uh it's difficult where she loves being a twin she wants to dress the same she wants to surprise people and this year or when I came in this uh this trip I actually went to her work and acted like I was her and uh, kind of give like oh, a Oh, like on Sister Sister with Tia and Tamara. Yeah. They did yeah. that. <laughs> I think they did that with school or something. Right. I can't remember. Yep. Yeah, that I, was a great show. I had a crush on them too. They're Who great. Didn't? They still look good. Right. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I, I wrote them a letter one time. Um, well, it's a, the Warner <laughs> Brothers studio. Letters, <laughs> yeah. And I think I drew a picture of them. I'm not sure. I made a poem. I don't know what I did. And uh, they sent me a postcard back signed by Tia and Tamara. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you still have it? I do. It's framed on my wall. That's awesome. That Next to my uh, Hillary Duff poster. Nice. Did she sign that? <laughs> no, I've never met Hillary Duff, unfortunately. <laughs> After the restraining order, there was no more. We couldn't go any further. So how's Colorado? How are you liking Colorado? Uh, it's amazing. The weather's great. If you want a fall season almost all year. Uh, I don't. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's the perfect weather for Mike me. has problem with the word fall. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a little, I'm a little trapped. Since you've been one gone. one of those weirdos that likes to be baked in the sun constantly. Yeah. You should come to Colorado in the main summer months. Uh, you want to be baked. You will definitely be completely. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the definition that you're using for baked, I'm not sure if we're, we're thinking of the same thing. Well, you can do I both. just like the heat. Uh, but what do you do in Colorado? Are you still modeling? I am still modeling. Uh, this last year, I was kind of a little bit slow on everything. Um, I find amazing photographers in Colorado, but I have to say it's nothing like Dallas, Texas. Uh, the photographers out here are way um, kind of just more into the collaboration side of things, where in Colorado, they're They kind of have their own idea? It, well, they either want to be paid or uh, they are about three hours away, expect you to drive and 
spend six hours with them. So the and, photographer uh, wants you, the model, to pay them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, which um, it really should be the other way around, right? Should be. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely miss Dallas. There's definitely a lot more potential out here, but I do find the photographers that I do work with out there that kind of just keep my um, my collaborated my art my art side. Yeah going and thriving. And then you can also work on other stuff on the side. I can. Yeah. So I just recently got a job in the UC Health uh, field where I'm going to be a patient access representative. So basically uh, sign people in. Eventually I plan on either going to the management or the IT department. So that's kind of keeping my career side active at the moment. So that's really cool. Yeah. You're going to be on the front lines to get coronavirus. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I actually got tested for masks and my face cannot fit a normal size mask. So I'm going to have one of those hazmat type hats. Oh no. Like a monster zinc. Yeah. <laughs> Basically where it's hooked up to an oxygen tank for any reason I need to actually have a face mask on, that will be my wow. designated mask. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should get fitted for a mask. Maybe I can't wear one either. Well, what's great? <laughs> how often do you well, see people? How often are you even within like twenty feet of another human being? Right, but I'm here. I'm saying when I when I'm doing the show, in a whole you can wear it. I can wear separate the room. Yeah, kind of sound like Darth Vader. Just yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. That's actually when we built this studio. I asked for my own room so I don't get the coronavirus because I foresaw this yeah. years ago. That's it's in good. my uh, my prophecy book, <laughs> which has not been released yet because I have to still make sure I'm right, and then I'll release it. <laughs> right. Well, maybe you can tell us the future diseases coming out with a I will. potential. <laughs> yeah, that'll be my, my new book that comes out in 20 years. After that. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to talk about your old podcast, or the podcast you're doing now, your sure. first one. And then we're going to go into your second season of the new one, which I'm really excited about. So we'll be right back. Hello. This is Michelle Nichols, and you are listening to Michael Zavala. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash MZ now. Okay, family announcement. Our smart home is online. Cool, Dad. Yeah, smart lights, smart fridge, smart thermostat. The smart speaker plays music or answers questions like this. Check it out. Question, what animals besides humans have chins? Can't find home internet. Super impressive, Dad. Okay, hold on. Question, can you find the home internet? Can't find home internet. <laughs> smart house! Your home is only as smart as your internet. Get fast, reliable internet with AT&T Fiber, even during peak times. Find out how to get 300 megabits per second for $40 a month for a year. Limited availability may not be in your area. See if you qualify at att.com slash fiber 300. Reliability based on network availability. Consistency based on wired connection to gateway. $10 per month equipment fee applies. Speeds not guaranteed and vary. Early termination and other charges and restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash fiber 300 for details. shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. Michael Zavala, a young loner on a crusade 
to champion the cause of the <clears throat> uh yeah i'm 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 not reading this. <laughs> I'm not reading it. Of of all the things he's asked me to read over the years, this is uh, this is uh, this is terrible. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not reading this. Michael Zavala, MZ Now. You'll know it's time to turn the dial when you hear this sound. Now, somebody told me yesterday that, uh, what's the name, Baby Rochelle or something like that? He's like grown in the movie now in the show. Uh, and Baby Rochelle? Yeah, Michelle's baby. They didn't have Rochelle? Michelle doesn't have a baby. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. You know Rich what? Baby, Tabitha, whatever was her name? What? Oh. Okay. What's Rich Tab- Baby's name? I don't know, Tabitha? I don't Tabitha know. or Bathy or whatever. Beth? Beth. Beth, there you go. This no. Beth. Beth and Beth. Beth. Wow. Yeah, what's up, Doc? This is Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, and you're listening to Michael Shabala. Hey, I'm Gabe Medrazo, and you're listening to Michael Shabala. This is MZ Now. I feel bad, Joe. I I promised him a chaotic experience like we normally do on uh, <laughs> on every show, and this is like the the easiest show we've had yeah, in a long time. It's tame. Yeah, Man, we, we don't have anyone running out in the hallway or anything. Yeah, we have no like. There's literally the people that need to be here are here. It's great. It's not really great. I like it when it's chaos. Yeah, but right. I I apologize that I I painted this big picture for right. you know the circus and you come in. It's very calm, cool, and collected. It's good. I'll just bring my own chaos next time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I guarantee normally, you, next week is going to be a disaster. Right? <laughs> yeah, normally I walk in and I'm like, who the hell are you? Yeah. We'll get a bearded lady for next week, right? Yeah, I think Lady G's available. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. You said that, I didn't. <laughs> uh, so I was reading this article about, you know, this whole coronavirus thing, about how the effects, the psychological effects of being quarantined uh, are going to take like a lifelong toll on a lot of these people. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I love it. I leave my house. <laughs> Joe, how, ask me how many times I left my house this week. How many times have you left Three. your house? Okay. Yeah. You are basically a shut-in. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me, the government's going to tell me I can't leave my house three times that week? Great. I have Disney Plus. I have Netflix. I have CBS All Access. You're set. I'm, yeah. What else do I need? DoorDash. You got that? I got DoorDash. Yeah. Uh, I've got uh, Amazon. You need a $5 hot and ready. I don't know. I got a 7-Eleven next to my house. Oh, that's right. So I'm good. I'm set. I don't understand. And and honestly, this is like the perfect day and age to have a a post-apocalyptic virus. It would be uh, pre-apocalyptic virus uh, because everyone just stays in their house anyway. Right. I can do the show from the house. Yeah. Like literally next week, I'm not even going to come in just a fear of coronavirus. I'm just going to do the show from the house. (laughs) That's the way to do it. Yeah. So I don't understand what psychological, who, who's having these psychological effects of being quarantined? Well, I think when the schools get canceled and you're with your kids for... Oh, you're talking about the adults? Yeah. <laughs> okay, the parents. Okay. All right. I can understand that. Because my work is yeah. mandatory remote for the foreseeable future. Luckily, my kids go to a private sitter. Yeah. So they're, the daycare center is not closed down because they don't go to one. But if the sitter was like, oh, I got Corona, I'd be like, hmm. 
<laughs> just how, how bad is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just send them in little hazmat suits. Yeah. You do know the statistics. The kids are probably not going to be sick. Right. So just keep them and uh, we'll be fine. There's no cases under nine. I'm just going to send them. All right. So yeah, you are a dad. That's a good point that uh, you brought up there because you have a podcast that's literally all about being a dad. Right. The show's called Detox. Right. So it's D hyphen talks. Yep. And originally you started it with a couple of friends. Yep. And you guys would talk about being dads and balancing the work yeah. life and dad stuff. Right. I don't know. I'm not a dad, so I'm just. Yeah, that's say. the gist yeah. of it. It's uh, a high level. And then you guys would interview like famous dads. Right. Uh, people that, uh, you know, that we would know in the, the media or like whatever. Dale Hansen, Dale Hansen for example. Dale uh, WFAA Channel yep. 8 in Dallas. Yep. And then you kind of just did a, a reboot of it and it's right. just you now. Yeah. And you do the same thing, but you're just going out and talking to people one-on-one. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. What I... Th- Detox used to be an acronym for like dads talk about life, kids and stuff. Oh, and I didn't I've, know that. Yeah. And so I shifted it to where it's like D is just dad talks and it's like TED talks. So I think about it where my listeners are parents. and I'm trying to educate them on stuff they might not be exposed to on a daily basis. Like we talked about Anthony. I had of the reality is I had him on to talk about race relations in America. Yeah. Because most of my listeners are like white young parents. Right. And so we talked about his perspective growing up without a dad, how that's influenced his position and whether or not he wants to have kids. And so I really think about it as an education tool for the parents, as opposed to just talking about being a dad, because that can get kind of repetitive, even though each journey is different. So that scene, while that's been a lot more successful than just kind of rehashing the same parenting topics and people have really gravitated towards it. So it's been good. And then you started, what, about a year ago, you started uh, after the encore. Yes. Which is what? So that is really my passion project. That is a music podcast where I talk to different artists. And we do a deep dive into their life, their career, their full story. And we look at what music means to them and how do they quantify their success. So like, and each season is themed around different stuff. So like volume one was Texas artists. One of the people you might be familiar with was Todd Pipes, lead singer of Deep Blue Something out in Denton. Breakfast at Tiffany's was the hit song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we had him on. His success looks wildly different than someone like Brad Thompson, who is a local musician. They're same age, started in the same time in DFW. But Brad still plays local shows and never had that quote unquote breakout hit. Right. Whereas Todd did. And so they both consider themselves successful. But from like the mainstream media perspective, only one is successful. And so we really break down the artistic experience and what music ultimately means to them personally and also like to the world. I like that. I like yeah. the way you because uh, really success comes in all different sizes and shapes. And so you get it from their perspective. Right. How they view themselves essentially. Right. Exactly. And so volume two, which I'm working on now, it's going to drop May 19th. That's a Tuesday. Uh, it's all artists that were on the TV show, The Voice. And a lot of these, so that theme kind of came about because a couple of interviews fell into place at the right time. Michael Lee from Fort Worth, Texas, Tony Luca from Nashville, both were on the show, The Voice. And so The Voice as a TV show, so it's a reality show, right? And so it's all the trappings of the reality show. People get eliminated. You root for the people you want to succeed, that kind of stuff. But the difference that I see with The Voice is these artists are coming on as pure artists and they're not recognizing they're on a reality show some of the time. And so these shows want you to care about people for a short period of time and then the show's over and it's like, all right, now now pay attention to these other people that we're going to package and put in front of you. Yeah. But the people that were on the show, they still have careers that people forget about and they don't seem to follow them. And so we really want to highlight their journey before The Voice, what their experience was, good and bad. We show all, you know, we're very transparent. We show everything. And then, well, you know, as long as the NDA doesn't come into, you know, play. Right, exactly. Right. And then, Whatever you can say. Right. Yeah. And then what their career has been like 
sense because in the same idea, people that have been on the show and been a finalist, people that have been eliminated in the first live round, they've each had success in their own way after the show, but it looks different with different people. Yeah. I like that. Well, I've got a clip here with you and Michael Lee. Yes. And now you, again, you go to these people. They don't, they don't come to, to you in a studio anywhere. Right. You go out to them, Yeah, I have a which total- is more work than I would ever do for anything. <laughs> well, I, have a, I had a choice when I went solo to invest in a home studio or invo- invest in a mobile setup. And I uh-huh. chose a mobile setup so I could go wherever and that wouldn't limit me. Yeah. That's what I do. I go and I meet these people. And uh, let me set up the clip with Michael. So he, he got famous because he sang in his blind audition, which you'll hear, Thrill is Gone by B.B. King. And he made it all the way to the live round, got eliminated in the first week of the live round. But the BB King blues band sought him out afterwards. And he's been fronting their band ever since because they loved his rendition. And so in this clip, he's talking about how he plays guitar. But if you're turned around, you'll never know he's playing guitar unless he does something to stand out. So he talks about how he was using some strategy and realized that if he kind of scats along with the guitar, then Adam and Blake will start realizing, oh, that's him doing it. That's not the band because the house band isn't going to do anything too fancy. Right. And so that's kind of, and so it kind of goes from there. So I know that he won't be able to tell, yeah. like I'm, pl- if that I'm playing, it, playing that I'm playing guitar, not versus, the band. Yeah, the band. So the only way for me to do that is for it to be like a free form thing at the beginning right. and to scat along with it. So he that can leads pick that the up. band in. Right. Yeah. So he can be like, wait a second. He has to be doing this. Yeah. He, he has to be playing guitar. And if guitar. you watch the audition, that's what he does. He's like, he's playing guitar. Right. Yeah. So that was all planned out sure. way ahead of time. Nice. So a and little bit of strategy there. There was. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be a yes for me dog <laughs> got the wrong show yeah <laughs> That's uh, close enough. Do you like the voice better than American Idol? Yes, I do too. Yeah. I never, I never got American Idol. Yeah, it just it. So for me, American Idol felt like it was intentionally trying to be as, how do I say this, as reality of a reality show as you can get. Like yeah. you know, you got a mean judge, you got a good judge, you're creating drama, right? You know, you're insulting people, but you're building people up. The voice seemed overall a little bit more positive from the get go to me, right? And they, they truly, you can tell that the artists truly care about the talent and really are trying, whether they win or not, it's like, Hey, let me, you're really good. Let me give you some pointers here. Right. And everybody that comes on is talented, whether or not they make it or not, you know, is different story because they are still trying to fill up teams and there's only so many spots, but you get the sense that they're seeking, they're weeding out the quote unquote bad talent. They're trying to put forward as many good artists as they can to build a good product. So that way when people leave, they can use the exposure to kind of jumpstart their career. Yeah. If it needs that. All right, uh, this clip here, you have one for, for Tony Luca, yeah, right? So, yeah, so Tony Luca was on the Mickey Mouse Club in the 90s with Justin and Brittany and Christina, all those guys. And he was on season two way back in 2012. And he was one of the people the where- The voice has been on that long? It was, for, season one was 2011. Was it really? Yes. Oh my gosh, I so, didn't realize that. Yeah, so he was on that show and Christina was a judge, right? Yeah. And so, love that. And so he was on Team Adam and he talks about how he was trying to avoid drama, but Christina- so Christina always gives feedback that is harsh but fair, but it seemed that she was picking on Tony Luca a little bit. Because she knew him. Because she knew him and because Justin Timberlake was tweeting on his behalf, hey, vote for Tony, vote for Tony. Mm. And so he did a performance the week prior to the clip you're about to hear, whereas Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes, 
And she was like, "Yeah, it's a little boring. It's a little lame. I don't. I think you're one dimensional, and you're only here because Justin Timberlake's tweeting for you." Yeah. And so it was really harsh. And Adam Levine calls him up and says, "Hey, man, I think you need to do Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby' one more time. And we're not gonna. Usually, you have to say all of your songs ahead of time. Yeah. So all the judges are aware. They they worked with Carson Daly to not let Christina know he was going to do this song. And Carson just introduced him, and then he just blindsided her with this song." And it riled her up and it just because Tony was like, I don't know whether I should lean into this feud or not. And then Adam's like, you got to lean into it. Let's do it. What if you did genie in a bottle? Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> and did it better than her. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Clark does a great uh, Aguilera impression. Right, Clark? Uh, yeah. Give a little taste of that. I'm Christina Aguilera. See? Sounds like <laughs> Christina Aguilera is right here in this She's room. She's here. If yeah. I close my eyes. Yeah, she was right here. Yeah. But yeah, so Tony's talking about his experience, both deciding to do the song and then a little clip of him playing the song as well. Awesome. Here it goes. And it talked to me about like, listen, dude, uh, you know, anyone in this contest could try to cover that song right now and it would fall flat on its face. But given the circumstances, given the story, given the backstory, you've been dealing with this whole Miles Club, Christina, you know, Britney discussion your whole career. You get to face that demon. You get to take it to the altar and slay it. Right. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm not here to tell you that singing a Britney Spears song is the right call. I'm here to tell you it's the only call. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> tough sell. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, okay. So we just took it head on and got after it. And, you know, that song was like kryptonite to Christina. And I and I knew that because I had a front seat to when the whole thing went down. And That's so cool. He's please. got a great speaking voice. I wish I yeah. sounded like that. Please, <laughs> please tell me he wore the Catholic scroll girl out, out there. <laughs> that would have really blown her away. Uh, no, but he did have a choir singing behind him. So See, they had the church cool. robes and everything. He talks about later on. So that was like his uh, final four performance. Or okay. Top six, something like that. And after that, Christina had extra people find out all of his songs ahead of time. So she wouldn't be blindsided again. So she would have all of her talking points ready. Wow. And then for his final... So he finished third. It's like spoiler alert. But yeah. he... Uh, for his final, final performance, he did a bluesgrass rendition of 99 Problems by Jay-Z, which is just amazing. And, you know, she took him to task for, like, uh, you know, singing a song that's derogatory of women and all this. And so it got real snippy. Wow. It was crazy. Well, let's break down Genie in the Bottle then, right. Christina. <laughs> right. Let's see what kind of stuff we can find in that. But overall, it was really good. And, and I like being able to get these artists' perspectives. There's a couple other people that are on there. I don't have clips who are Cody Ballou, uh, Cole Vosbury, and both of them talk about their perspectives being on the show and then and I think with each of them Tony being the exception but all the other artists that have been on the show talk about they weren't aware of the TV aspects like the producers and then giving them tips of hey let's do this because it'll make better TV like not outright saying that but yeah. leaning into it and having to adjust for that and you know some people saying like you need to wear this outfit you need to sing this song people are going to vote for this song they're not going to vote for that song and then having to compartmentalize the artistic side with the TV side was difficult for a lot of them. Uh, Tony did Mickey Mouse Club and was like, oh, this is just like Mickey Mouse Club. This isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. It's fine. But I think it's a culture shock in a lot of ways. And I think the artists that go through that are stronger. And I think they may like it, they may regret it. But overall, I think it helps shape and inform their musical taste because all of them have really 
complex and nuanced albums that they've released since being on the show that I think they really took a lot of their experience and put it into the album. That's good. I like that. And then uh, you're also doing something that I think is very brave, and I'll tell you why. You're doing a live show. Yes. Uh, where you're going to go up and interview somebody in front of a bunch of people, I guess. Is that right. what it is? Okay. Yeah. And when is that happening? So that's June 13th, okay. uh, coronavirus notwithstanding. Right. So. If we're all still here. Right. <laughs> you should do it anyway. Right. Uh, so it's Matt suits and all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I'll give out uh, free masks yeah. uh, when people come in. No. Uh, so I'm doing that at Dallas Comedy House, June 13th. And we're doing it at 1 p.m. that Saturday. So we're, it's a full brunch menu. And I'm doing it with country music duo, the Highway Sisters. They're out of Fort Worth. And we are doing part live show where I'm doing kind of a shortened version of what I do for After the Encore. So yeah. it's still part of After the Encore. But a shortened interview with both of them. And then they're going to play like a four or five song acoustic set afterwards. And then we're doing a meet and greet with them. And the Dallas Comedy House is a great patio. And so we're going to... Now, this is the new location, right? Because yes, they moved. The newest, okay. Yeah, the newest location. Um, I'm, I interviewed Kyle Austin, actually, for a detox episode. He's the, the owner of Dallas Comedy House. And so I told him about this idea, and he was like, run with it, man. It's great. So we're doing that. You can meet and greet with the artists on the patio after it's over. And the Highway Sisters, they're really cool. They're a lot of fun. So That's really cool. And yeah. here's why I think it's brave. Because we did a live show. This is now 2006, right? Yeah. We did a live show. We were... Uh, contacted by a, a, a university around town and they said, Hey, we want you guys to do, we're going to set up this huge platform for you. You're going to come out. We want you to set up and do a, a two hour show. Wow. So, Jesus. uh, we decided we were going to do that. Uh, I don't know why we were young and dumb. Sure. And, uh, we, we, we did this two hour show. We had giveaways. Not one person stopped to watch us. It was just like, <laughs> what, what are we even here for? Why did, why were we even doing this? Right. They were just, we're in a courtyard. Yeah. And they were people just walking by, just like on their phones. No one's right. paying attention. We're giving away tickets to go see, right. uh, you know, I don't know what at the time, Jonas Brothers or whatever. I don't know. Sure. Uh, but nobody, maybe that was a problem. Maybe because we didn't have great tickets. Creed and Jonas Brothers, I think, were the ones that we're trying to give away. You probably, like whoever booked you was a fan. They were just like, no, this will kill. Well, they were talking about uh, the whole thing was like new media. Oh, we were sure. On the forefront, at least in this area at the right. time. Yeah. A forefront of new media. And so... And the other thing is we didn't actually have two hours worth of show plan. That was on our end. <laughs> I had gotten sick. We had done a show a couple of days before and then I got sick. And so the producer at the time, I was like, hey, I'm not going to be able to do anything. Just we had a couple of guests, book the guests. Let's you know come up with a, a, a schedule and then we'll, we'll just wing it from there. He didn't do any of that. He booked the guests, but that's all we had. Oh. So, but I thought for doing two hour show, not being prepared in front of yeah. just, you know, passerbys, I thought it was great. Yeah. But I will never do another live <laughs> show again, ever. Well, I worked hard uh, to find an artist that I knew had a really passionate local fan base yeah. and could fill the venue uh, before I agreed to do it. So fingers crossed it goes well. Now, if you would ask me, would I interview William Shatner, hmm. you know, if he came to town? Sure, for a live a show. Live, absolutely. Not for a live show for me, but I would, I would right. go and moderate. Yeah. yeah. I would do that. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there in the universe. Right. Someone's going to hear it. Yeah, so but I mean, like, the coronavirus is coming, so I don't know. He's, right. on, he's at the top 1%. So is Bernie. You can both be in your own box. Right. That'd be great. Like little pop boxes. Right. It'd be like the circle. You yeah. interview him over. Uh, we already do that. <laughs> That's what the show is. We don't actually ever meet anybody. We just right. talk to him on the phone because I don't want to actually meet right. somebody. Circle message. William Shatner. Yeah. Uh, heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Live long and prosper yeah. hand. Yeah, but Send. Then, uh, then it might turn out that the William Shatner, Shatner you're talking right. to is... Uh, right. It's really it. Joe. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. or a Chinese college student. Right. <laughs> and I apologize. So Joe kept hitting me up. He was like, hey, 
is there any chance that Chris Sapphire will stop by the studio? I said, well, Chris kind of does what he does, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. He may come by, he may not. He may say yes, and then he gets drunk the night before. He may, Who knows what Chris is going to do? He may be uh, just himself. It may be a posse of 20 people. Right. <laughs> you have no clue. When he was in here the last time, there was no lie. Six guys on the couch. On that small ass <laughs> couch right there. And Mark was sitting on uh, one of those little, whatever those things are called, end tables. And then we had people back here. It was it was a madhouse because wow. they all went to brunch and they decided they were going to do the show. Oh, gotcha. And then they came up here <laughs> and we had a whole thing planned. We had to push to, you know, the week after that, which is fine. You said if Chris to push. and Lady G, well, yeah, we had to. No, that's yeah. one. When they come through, you, you want to push it. Well, yeah. even, even, if you, even if you have an agenda, with Chris, it's not a big deal. But Lady G, when she comes in, there, you can't do anything. I can't right. control Lady G. Right. There's no moderation. It's more of just like, hey, the animals are out of the cage. Let them do their thing and try to damage control as much as possible. Right. So anyway, well, all you're talking about your after the encore, I have an idea now for my new uh, podcast and I'm going to start, uh, nice. I'm going to call after the pitch. And I think it's going to be about the people that were on Shark Tank. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, they're beginning and end. I think that's what I'm going to do. I like it. You could call it out of the tank. Out of the tank. There it is. <laughs> But then I don't want to actually go out and meet him no, and no, talk to him. Yeah. So, you know, forget it. I'm not going to do That's it. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I only leaving my house three times this week was a record. I haven't yeah, done I that in a say, long time. Three sounded like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So this week I had to leave my house. Well, I got to be up here on Saturday too and Tuesday. You're so I'll be here three times a week. I mean, I, I'm on that top percentage of maybe getting the coronavirus right. many times I'm leaving my house. I was just going to say, you're testing the waters to see if it's actually real. You're exactly. like, oh, like now that there's a reason to go out, <laughs> right. I'm going to give it a try. Just avoid the gym here. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. don't have any reason to be in the gym. I went, I went down there and looked like in the afternoon one day. And Crime there was like tape 10 everywhere. people in there. <laughs> yeah. And there was no, they have a big thing of gym wipes there. None of that was empty. I, I was like, oh man, I, I don't think say, I'll be coming back here. Yeah. I also have to say with uh, the roads, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of traffic since no. I've been here. Uh, my sister keeps saying, watch out. And I grew up around here, so I know how busy the traffic can be. Uh, I was quite pleased to be on the road with nobody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was nice. Everyone's staying home. Been a lot of short trips this week. Speaking <laughs> of roads and coronavirus, the exit I took here, I don't know if somebody's playing a joke on us all, but um, they must have taken two of those king-size toilet paper packages. Yes, I saw that. Okay. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that saw it and just scattered it over the exit. And so, like... I'm driving by. So there's toilet paper on the exit? Yeah. Yes. Like all, some of it's I need all, to scoop some of uh, that up. Yeah. It's, but then it's I'm, completely My question crushed. is, it the bridge <laughs> well, over it's here? The, it's the exit before the bridge. So One, it'd be... 114? Well, is it was off the, of 183. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, so there's a, there's a new, newer uh, person in the homeless community around here that decided to take that bridge over there as their own. And it is so f***ing messy over there. Uh, there's always stuff scattered everywhere. So you but think then the homeless the man hand, dropped all the toilet paper crossing the highway? No, <laughs> I think that... Uh, or somebody it, just... It fell out into the street. It had to have yeah. fallen out. But then I'm looking at it and I'm like, ooh, I saw at least five good rolls that <laughs> after about, you know, five or six uh, rotations taken off, you know, you might get past the glass and the screws and, yeah. you know, you <laughs> might be all right. Because it's really getting crazy. I went to Walmart yesterday. There's nothing there. Yeah. Nothing. No wipes, nothing. And uh, baby wipes are going out. Yeah, uh, that's what I was looking for, too, because I'm like, well, if I don't have toilet paper, at least I'll have baby wipes. So right. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there, all right? Which, no, is this a toilet paper versus wipes debate? No, 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 no. Because I'm, I'm <laughs> no, team no, no. wipes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would figure. Um, you know, I don't know how your bathroom is set up, but next to mine, there's this thing called a shower. Oh, I'm not doing that. Why not? I just, when I broke my leg, I, was, I, didn't, so I didn't do a number two for two weeks. 
That's oh, we got a. Uh, so he's just game. gonna walk around with a. This is the second I'm time in two up. days that this oh. has come up. He's yeah. like, I'm changing my diet. I'm not gonna. <laughs> two weeks. Um, what if a, a boudet? Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. boudet. Yeah. Yeah. You do um, seem like a, a bidet guy. I don't know well, if I would like that. I, I feel like that's would. borderline gay. I will <laughs> tell you what. What if I like it and I'm like, oh man, now I understand what all these guys well, are talking well, about. Well, then you would just first off. Then I start hanging out at S4 and all that stuff. All if the time. there's penetration with a bidet, you got the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was on Wish. <laughs> <laughs> the super soaker <laughs> yeah. bidet. Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so Sabrina. Yes. How do we uh, find out what you're doing next? Where do we see your uh, modeling photos? If you want to find me, my Instagram is at uniquely Sabrina Lynn, and same with my Facebook. Mm-hmm. I am starting to re-upload and trying to find. I guess Instagram is one of those things where I still haven't found what my yeah. theme or what I'm going to post. So it's kind of something that I've been experimenting the last year, and I think I finally got where I, what I want to do and yeah. how to post. So. Yeah, if you want to follow me. Yeah, because she's always, she's never doing the same thing. She's always doing something totally different every few months. She's Mm -hmm. very creative. She's doing modeling one day. She was installing decals on vehicles at one point. Like she's always doing something different. So it's an adventure. Follow her. It is. Thank you. And then Joe. Yes. Where do you want people to find you at? Uh, So I'm just going to list a couple. Okay. So the Twitter that I'm most active on is at Detox Joe. So D-T-A-L-K-S Joe. And then for the podcast, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. It's at After the Encore Podcast. And then Twitter, some Yahoo took that. So Oh, <laughs> I was like, you're on Yahoo? <laughs> yeah. God, no. No, um, I'm at AT, AT Encore Podcast. Um, but it, for all the stuff, you can go to robertsmediagroup.co. Okay. C-O, and, no M. Uh, no M. Right. And uh, the podcast stuff is there as well. But yeah, After the Encore next season or i call them volumes because i'm really leaning into the music yeah i really and every volume is a theme right. right yep so volume two drops tuesday may 19th which is a season finale of the current season of the voice so kind of tried to jump on the hashtag train a little bit yeah and then the live show is june 13th and but the whole first volume is there uh, if you want to listen to it now as well i put teasers full trailers so but whatever you're doing is working because before I even met you, because I met you once, this is the second time we've ever met in person. Right. We talk a lot, but yeah. I only have met him twice in person. I, I knew about you before I even met you because I had seen your, the detox stuff right. out on social media and stuff. And I'm like, this guy's pretty good at what he does. Well, thank you. And then uh, here you are today. That's right. Oh, I did want to talk uh, and say that if you, so the thing I like to do with After the Encore is really redirect it back to the music. Uh-huh. So I create official Spotify playlists for oh, each volume. Oh, real cool, yeah. So it's it's just like you would see with a movie where it's the songs in the order in which they appear. Mm-hmm. So I do that, if you listen to the podcast and you're like, oh, I like that song, I put the Spotify playlist in the show notes. So you can go, and you can also search, it's like After the Encore, official music from volume one. Really volume cool. Two, and it's the music, whether it's from the artist or if I'm pulling in different stuff, because people are like, I'm influenced by who knows what I'll put that in there in the exact order of the show in which it appears. So that's so cool. So there you go. Well, thank you guys for your time and risking your life to come out. And, You're uh, welcome. Of course. And, uh, no, not you. Uh, thank I, you. The spider look like he already has Corona. Pretty sure he does. No, yeah. I'm think, losing weight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using Corona to my advantage. In right. This competition. Also follow my new Instagram frogs from a distance where I take pictures of frogs from far away. And <laughs> if uh, you're not joking about that, that's a great idea. I'm going to steal it. Can I, I was joking, gonna, but oh. let's do it. Yeah. Can Fox I, from a distance. Can I? You know that's going to be huge. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, can what I, about the egg? The egg on Instagram that made it huge. So yeah, I couldn't oh, yeah. imagine. Exactly. Frogs from a distance is great. I was wondering, can I plug my GS Studies news group? Here? <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind, and your tripod. Uh, 
dot com website. Oh, Tripod. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Oh, okay. That was GeoCities and Tripod. Okay. I was going to say I did GeoCities back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. never had GeoCities. I always had Tripod because it had a shorter URL. Oh, that's good. Sabrina's like, all these old guys in here. <laughs> do, you, do you have a Zynga? I, I never had a Zynga, oh, no. Sabrina, do you have a Zynga? I wish I knew. No, I uh, I did not have, was not in or having had electronics until I was older. Even a cell phone. Were you my, born Amish? No. Oh. But my parents didn't really like cell phones or anything yeah. like that until we got older. And then they got a cell phone and they're like, oh, oh it's not so bad. This is what people are so hype about. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that's why we wanted one. And no, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but Perfect. I could always. <laughs> That's why she has so much like interesting things to do because she wasn't right. raised on like <laughs> technology like right. we were. Constantly learning. Yeah. yeah, like yesterday, I spent all my time in front of a screen. I was playing Call of Duty at one point, then I died five minutes in. Turn that off. <laughs> uh, we we sat at a bar for a little while. Well, yeah, that's true. That no, I was still in front of the screen because yeah, we're watching. We we're trying to figure TV. out what's on the TV. That's right. Was everyone gone? No. no, there was a lot of people there yeah, yesterday at Chili's. The parking lot was full. I mean, it's Chili's. <laughs> Who doesn't like Chili's? Uh, and then, uh, see, I died at Call of Duty. Then I started watching Frozen 2 on Die. Disney+. Plus. I thought he was about to say he died at Chili's. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where we got coronavirus. That's Frozen crazy. 2 was not great, by the way. You don't oh, like it? I only, I'm halfway through it. I got bored. I was oh. a big fan of it. Did you like it? I like yeah, the yeah. original one. It had oh. catchier songs. Well, so that that's fine. I'm a little, so I've got a five-year-old daughter and a two-and-a-half-year-old son. So we've been through uh, Frozen a lot. Yeah. And Frozen 2, I liked it. It's a lot of lore building. It's more like, where did the powers come from? Yeah, it's, a lot, it's, it's like a prequel. But it's like what, the Hobbit. If you make it through, well, I guess, yeah, if you make it all the way through the credits, uh, Panic at the Disco does a remake of the Into the Unknown. That's killer. Okay, like, I'll do that. I mean, I'm going to go, go back to it. I'll probably watch yeah. it again, the rest of it today. I mean, like, you can listen to the song, like, now. I'll but tell for you me, what, when I was in the theaters, that was a reward for me getting through the movie. Oh, okay. Was, so it's, it was like a little... Uh, uh, like a prize at the end yeah, of the... Yeah, a dad reward. Yes. <laughs> I did watch this uh, Superman one where it's a cartoon. It just came out. Red Sun? Red Sun. Oh. That's really great. I haven't seen that yeah. yet. I've I read just the watched comic. It. Yeah, and I fell asleep too. Oh, it and I had great. dreams of... <laughs> Well, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to spoil it. There was a part where... Nah, I don't want to say anything. All right. All right. We're done. So uh, we'll see you guys next week, maybe, if we're all still here. And uh, again, Sabrina and Joe, thank you for coming by, and we'll see you next time. This is MZ Now, online at mznow.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mznow. Okay, family announcement. Our smart home is online. Cool, Dad. Yeah, smart lights, smart fridge, smart thermostat. The smart speaker plays music or answers questions. Like this. Check it out. Question. What animals besides humans have chins? Can't find home internet. Super impressive, Dad. Okay, hold on. Question. Can you find the home internet? Can't find home internet. Ha <laughs> ha! Smart house! Your home is only as smart as your internet. Get fast, reliable internet with AT&T Fiber, even during peak times. Find out how to get 300 megabits per second for $40 a month for a year. Limited availability may not be in your area. See if you qualify at att.com slash fiber 300. Reliability based on network availability. Consistency based on wired connection to gateway. $10 per month equipment fee applies. Speeds not guaranteed and vary. Early termination and other charges and restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash fiber 300 for details. Wow, how things can change from one week to the next. 
Hey, hope everybody out there is staying healthy. I know everything is super crazy. We feel disoriented by the COVID-19 virus. It's more important than ever to stay connected and check in with your loved ones. That's why I'm so happy I've got T-Mobile. Listen, T-Mobile isn't just talking the talk. They're taking measures right now to make life easier for everyone by doing the right thing for their customers during this really critical time. For example, T-Mobile has ensured all current customers with data plans have access to unlimited smartphone data on their network for two months. We're all in this together. T-Mobile truly believes that. And while many T-Mobile stores are temporarily closed to help keep customers and employees healthy, they've still got you covered with any help you need. Just check out T-Mobile.com. You can see what stores are still open and how you can manage your account online. Stay safe out there. During congestion, customers using more than 50 gigs a month may notice reduced speeds prioritization. Video typically at 480p, capable device required. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.